2: war with all all day yesterday last night and today you know where one second of this great conference is not played Fox News not one second look, look at, thank you very much Fox does suck and let me tell you why it sucks, Charlie Kirk and the Turning Point team Have come from nowhere. And now we heard last week that Fox is not gonna cover them. They're, they're, they're too activists, etc. What other gathering in our country over the last couple of years has had the kind of speakers you guys have had? Look at this, look at this! From leaders in the House, you got Volbert, MTG, Matt Gates, Josh Hawley in the Senate, JD Vance, Ted Cruz. You got every political. You got every guy running for for the presidency. that's serious? Donald Trump comes here and gives an hour and a half primetime speech. That is. It's it's not a rally speech. It's got gravitas. He talks about what he's going to do. Not one second. Not one second on Fox News. Trump, third Trump victory, second Trump term, 3,000, non-Senate confirmed. We have, what, six or 8,000 here. You are the cadre that is going to inform this government. You're going to take over this government. You're going to take over the administrative state. That's why old man Murdoch doesn't want to show it. He understands you're about action, enough talk because the FBI is spending their time calling you guys domestic terrorists. That day is over. Donald Trump said it, and he said it best. It's not the CCP, it's not the KGB, it's not the Mullahs. The number one enemy of this country of freedom and liberty is the administrative and the deep state. And on the afternoon, on the, they have to understand something. We're going to hit you with a blowtorch, okay? No more games. We're going to hit you with a blowtorch. That blowtorch, we're gonna not just deconstruct it, we're gonna rip it apart. We're not just gonna change policy, we're gonna start by bottom blowing personnel. And for every person in there, Every person in there today, you've got time enough to come forward as a whistleblower. Talk about what happened to the children. Talk about what happened on the assassinations. Talk about taking the liberties of your fellow citizens. If you don't come forward by high noon on the 20th of January, you're guilty. You're guilty. You're nothing more than the Gestapo, you're nothing more than the SS, and you're guilty. Come forward now. We'll have an altar call. Come down here and tell us exactly what went on. Do it for your honor. Do it for the country. This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Trump is our instrument for retribution. I don't want to hear Glenn Youngkin in a vest. I don't want to hear Kemp with his George axe. I don't want to hear it. Donald Trump is our instrument for righteous indignation. It's not going to be Biden. The sound of freedom is on the afternoon 500 and what? 44 days from now or 584 days from now in the afternoon of the 20th of January in the year of our Lord 2025 when Donald Trump takes his hand off the King James Bible. the FBI, the DNI, the SCIA, all of them. And we're gonna release every single person that either trafficked people or looked the other way to traffic people. We're gonna put it all out for the American people. All of it.
0: Monday, 17 July in the year of our Lord 2025. I got a little feedback here, guys. So we just got to take. care. We're in the studios of uh, Real America's Voice. Uh, Want to thank all the Real America's Voice team, and particularly for uh, the weekend, they did an incredible job. Ed Henry and the team just nonstop coverage over at Turning Point uh, USA, the ActCon. Uh, a compliment to uh, Charlie Kirk, <clears throat> his entire team at Turning Point. Just absolutely extraordinary. I, I've never seen a uh, a lineup like that of, uh, of speakers, of breakout sessions, of all of it. We're going to get into the, for the next two hours, and go through a lot of what went on, because this was really the, the jumping off point, not just for the 2024 campaign, but really for the takeover of the United States government by the populist nationalist movement. We laid out kind of a, a, a game plan there. Who backed it up today? The New York Times, Jonathan Swan, Maggie Haberman, Charlie Savage, three of their biggest hitters, has a front-page story that's absolutely incredible. It's about uh, President Trump's efforts with Russ Vote, The Heritage, Johnny McEntee, other people. We had Johnny McEntee and James Bacon on the show live uh, from uh, the Real America's Voice War Room booth. On Saturday morning, Johnny McEntee, the former uh, Johnny, was uh, head of personnel, Trump's former body man, head of personnel, uh, at the White House in the last, I think, year, year and a half of the administration, uh, and James Bacon from Over Heritage, to walk through the effort to make sure that we have a team that that hits the uh, deck plates running. There you saw, it. and I want to thank uh, the War Room uh, production team, and also the Real America Voice team in Denver and Palm Beach for putting that together. Really great compilation of a uh, of a uh, of my speech yesterday, and. I, I told Charlie afterwards, just to expense me. I think the mic cost five hundred bucks, but I, you know I had to be a mic drop at the end of it. Couldn't think of any other way to exit the stage. A lot going on here, and I want to go down and break down that speech. In the first block, we've got uh, Libby Evans-Emmons from. Um, she's from Human Events. Jack Pasovik's uh, wingman over there. She's just been doing an extraordinary job of coverage. She's going to join us here in the first hour. We've got. We're supposed to have Carrie Lake. In for the second hour as my wingman with Caroline Wren, but as most of the folks on the East Coast know, the planes have been, uh, it's been very tough to get the planes in and out of uh, different cities, Charlotte, Nashville, the East Coast, et cetera. So I think Kerry is uh, is running late, may not make it, we'll have Caroline Wren. Let me go back to that speech. So here's what, uh, here's what the, the laydown is, is that we have three component pieces, as I've talked about before, kind of the warpath. And the three component pieces are one, a primary, two, a general election, and three, then how do you actually govern? Because it keeps saying Trump has no electability. And, you know, Ron DeSantis is on Howard Kurtz yesterday saying, oh, you know, Trump didn't do anything in his first term. You know, I accomplished everything. Trump can't do anything. He's, you know, incompetent, ineffective. He had Maria Bartiromo actually jumped on President Trump. You I say, well, you didn't drain the swamp, right? So that's where the Murdoch, uh, apparatus is going let's go back and let's break them down number one we've got a term and i want this term to kind of be embraced by people because i think it makes a lot of sense fox republicans no longer rhinos there's something more uh, it's more dangerous than a rhino that's a fox republican a fox republican is by definition a globalist and why the murdoch family who are not americans remember this they're, they're australian and english um, these, uh, and not that we don't love, you know, folks in the Commonwealth, et cetera, but bottom line is we fought a revolution to break ourselves off from the English, not to be governed by them. Okay. Uh, the Fox news is nothing but a neoliberal neocon a channel. They absolutely continue to, to fight the populist nationalist movement. If you see the impact the populist nationalist movement's having, go to the Hill newspaper this morning, really the dominant paper on Capitol Hill. The Hill has a massive headline. And if, uh, if my team can eventually get that up, I've got it up on Getter. And what does it say? Populist nationalists or populist conservatives rattle the GOP Senate. So the rhinos in the GOP Senate totally rattled you folks, and that was what was at ATCON yesterday. ATCON was really a populist nationalist gathering with Charlie Kirk and the Turning Point team. 6,000 to 8,000 folks, all activists, breakout sessions about how we win elections, how do, you, how do you drive your social media, how do you control narrative. So when you get back to these component pieces, as Tucker Carlson said the other day, everything's about narrative control. And one of the things that the Murdochs have been expert in is narrative control. And so here's what they have. that we have a base in this Republican Party. The mainstream of the Republican Party is really eighty percent populist nationalists. You have eighty percent populist nationalists. And what they've done from the beginning is basically have you elect neoliberal, neocon um, uh, politicians. And so you get neoliberal neocon policies. Don't believe me, look at the look at the omnibus bill. Look at the um, look at the McCarthy's uh, you know debt ceiling collapse. All of it is to feed the neoliberal, neocon, uh, uniparty that essentially controls this a country politically. What controls this com- a country operationally is the, uh, is the leviathan of the administrative or deep state, that administrative state being essentially two and a half million, I think, government employees, a couple of million folks in the military, but particularly what nobody focuses on, the 16 to 18 million contractors so the federal government, the, the six point eight trillion dollar budget that we're you know every year going to put up, print two to three trillion dollars over the Federal Reserve, and remember McCarthy's given McCarthy's given the runway uh, to um, uh, to Mitch McConnell and to Biden to spend us into oblivion. Uh, uh, to uh, oblivion, you've got um, you've got what spending of I don't know fourteen or fifteen trillion dollars has been approved. 4 to $5 trillion of, uh, of deficits that are going to be just printed by the Federal Reserve, which is the ATM, the ATM for the administrative state. That is what we're talking about breaking apart and shattering. The New York Times has got it all laid out, says President Trump and his allies are working on a plan to really bring more power back to the White House, more power back to the Oval Office to take control of the government. President Trump on Maria Bartiromo, pretty blunt to say, hey, look, I didn't realize how deep this problem was. I didn't realize how, uh, even if I put people in, they were going to counter my my efforts. And the New York Times, you got it up right there, has got this incredible article, the Hill newspaper today, talking about the populist nationalist movement. So get back to the three point. We had the primary, and the Murdochs constantly, you know, Ron DeSantis, who's quite frankly a tragic figure, Ron DeSantis thought by, you know, just going pure Fox News for two years, you know, getting all these softball town halls and getting all these kind of softball interviews that because of the the narrative control by the Murdoch's, by the corrupt foreign element of the Murdoch family. Remember, old man Murdoch's out in Silicon. He's out in Sun Valley right now uh, with the other billionaires in Davos, uh, Davos West, right, concocting everything they they're doing out there to control the people of the United States, while the family. They're not in Myrtle Beach uh, they're not in Virginia Beach they're not in Daytona Beach they're not in Imperial Beach they're not in some par- some state park or national park uh, with a couple of RVs traveling around the country no they're on their 150 million dollar yachts, three or four of them on the Amalfi coast with the jet set where the globalist jet set hang uh, in in the summer they're there and they, and they even kicked one of the kids out I think James is not even invited because he leaks so much in the in the uh, in this TV series succession. So if you want to see what the Murdochs think, you just watch that show. You see, they just think you're a bunch of rabble. that They can control, control candidates, et cetera. Okay, uh, I'm going to have a lot to say to the Break down the speech, going to break down where this movement's going, going to break down not just as we get through the primary and consolidate around President Trump, how we win the general election in a massive landslide, but then take control of the administrative deep state and eventually destroy it. Short commercial break. We're live from the Palm Beach headquarters. Of Real America's Voice. We're going to be back in a moment. Bring it
2: on and will we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all
0: started. Everything's begun. And you are over.
2: Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We
3: rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401K into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. For your free info kit on gold, there's no obligation, just information. With an a rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today
1: host, Stephen K.
2: So Johnny, okay, you heard that? If you guys want to serve, you've got to get engaged now. You've got to be involved now. Because one of the big parts of this is networking.
0: It's not just training people up, but those networks that we do with grassroots organizations, with other organizations. Walk through, tell me what the plan is.
2: So we're collecting resumes, we're getting as much information as we can now to save the transition time on the back end. As you know, when a president wins or president elect wins, things happen very quickly and you have a short amount of time to staff an entire administration. It's also looking beyond the 4000 and what we can do with the bureaucracy itself. So we're thinking of creative policy things as well that will integrate with this. Well, hold it. When we talk about that, let's talk about schedule. I mean, is there going to be a plan in place to start to take a part the administrative state.
3: There has to be and yes there will be. The next president, if President Trump gets back in there, he needs to reorient the government that's in a way that hasn't been seen since Franklin Roosevelt did it with the New Deal. We need to gut these agencies, we need to start from scratch. We need to make a new government essentially because the one that we have now doesn't work for conservatives. It wasn't made for us. It's built against us. So we have to go back to the drawing board with these agencies.
0: Okay, welcome back. I want to pull if the if the team could put that New York Times article up, because the New York Times, this broke this morning in the New York Times. They've been working on this. Remember, Swan Haberman and Charlie Savage, three of their best. They've been this is the third, I think, in a series on this about Trump's historic effort to take on the administrative and deep state. So this is just not campaign rhetoric. This is just not Steve Bannon up there being a wild man screaming into a microphone at Acon. This is a very well thought through, and you got a very deep bench team working on this. Who you saw on that cut right there, and somebody you're going to see a lot more of on The War Room, we've had James Bacon on a number of times. He's actually the operational guy at this Heritage Project that's pulling in Russ Vote. And if you read the article, Russ Votes quoted, the Heritage people are quoted. Johnny McEntee, the first guy. A lot of guys don't know Johnny. Johnny's one of the most important people in the uh, Trump world. He was the body man, and this is what every every young person out there... Just, you know, focus on this. When I first took over the campaign, Johnny had been the body man for Trump, I think, for almost a year, starting back in 15. He just volunteered. And when I say body man, I mean, he's the guy traveling with President Trump, uh, then candidate Trump, every day, all day, making sure all the little things are done before he goes on stage, before he takes a... uh, before he does a TV interview. It's a high-pressure job because, you know, President Trump's very demanding, as he should be. Uh, Johnny was a star quarterback at the University of Connecticut. Johnny then took a short hiatus from the White House. He came in and was the body man in the White House. His office was right off the Oval Office. It was the office closest to the President. Johnny took a, a short break, went into private sector, and then came back. When he came back, he goes from body man to head of White House personnel. The personnel office. And people know personnel's policy. In fact, what President Trump said on Maria Bartiromo, he said, hey, I really didn't know, you know, I'm a business guy. I didn't really know D.C. I had not spent a lot of time there. I really didn't know the structure of things. Um, Johnny was personnel. So that last year, 18 months of the Trump administration, the first term, you saw a totally different sea change as you got better and better and better, higher quality uh, people in there. F- quite frankly, more MAGA uh, people, less of the New York uh, kind of progressive wing that they had in the White House at the beginning, and certainly the Rhino uh, wing, or the Fox, or the Fox Republicans, as I, as I call them. Right now, this is why this is a three-phase, uh, you know, movement. You have the primary, and right now the Murdochs are going to try to throw up every, you know, Tim Scott's going to have his moment, and and Glenn Youngkin's going to have his moment, and Brian Kemp's going to have his moment. They're going to do everything to try to, thwart, knowing they can't beat Trump, to try to you know, uh, chop blocking or try to get a thousand cuts and start to bleed him out. Then the general election, I don't believe it will be Biden. I think even the Democrats realize that the uh, pervert that's sitting there sniffing little girls in Lithuania is not, you know, it's just a terrible image internationally. And there's something just not right with the guy. The whole family's like a pack of feral dogs. Uh, I think they're wearing out their welcome quickly. I think they will be transitioning out either uh, Newsom or Michelle Obama or somebody. So, in a general election, a brutal general election, a tough fight, and then we get, but the key thing is to get, hit the deck plates running immediately after the victory in November of 2024, and I realize we got a lot to do, a lot of wood to chop to make sure we get that victory, and particularly an overwhelming victory where we take the House, where we keep the House, and and, and take the Senate against everything Mitch McConnell's doing, you know, pick up seats in Arizona, pick up seats in um, in uh, Montana, pick up seats in, in Ohio, In West Virginia. And of course, we're going to have a a Trent Skaggs on today who's actually announced was on stage running against Mitt Romney. He's already challenged Mitt Romney in Utah. So um, but once you hit there, you got to hit with a force. And what I said, hey, we're going to go through, we're going to declassify, we're going to go to the assassination files, we're going to go all of this classified information is to keep it from the American people. It's not to keep it from the Chinese Communist Party. The hell the Chinese Communist Party knows this stuff and they're already infiltrated all into the government. The biggest reason they have this classification is because uh, to keep the information from you. And this is what President Trump's gonna do. We're gonna go in with a massive force to take down the administrative state. And the administrative state is, has control by three things. They have control by people and billets, they have control by money, right? They get this massive uh, federal budget, which they can spend. And they also have it because of information. The three sources of control are people, money, and uh, and uh, and information. And we're going to cut the money off. We're going to blow out billets, not just fire people. We're going to take down billets. And the key that picks a lock that the New York Times still has not picked up on yet is just not the permanent bureaucracy of the $2.5 the contractors of the 16 to 18 million, this is what really runs this massive operation that costs you six and a half trillion dollars a year. We're going after the contractors, right? We're going to radically, radically downscale. You know, the Repu- this is the thing about Fox Republicans and rhinos. They've yammered about this. Oh, we want limited government. We want this. We want to yammer about it. They're yammering all the time. We want to hold a hearing. We want to send a, a really a stern letter. We're going to send a stern letter. No, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, instead of Chris Ray coming up and lying, instead of Chris Ray coming up and obfuscating, instead of Chris Ray coming up and saying, "Well, we're going to look into that," or "I can't talk because of the investigation," we're just going to release it all. Just release all the information. Let the American people judge about about uh, about Chris Ray. So we lot to, a lot to go through on this. We're going to talk more about it, and for the next two hours, Carolyn Run's going to join me. But I've got the I got Jack Posobiec's boss. I've been, I've been, I know he's got a boss in real life, Mrs. Basobic. okay? So in real life, he's got a boss, but he also has a boss in his professional life. I'm glad to hear. Libby Evans uh, from, uh, from post millennial, and from Human Events, you join us. First off, give, give me your sense, Libby. You covered it wall to wall. This conference is, I think, the most important conference in the last two years of who it brought together, of the personalities on the stage but also the breakout sessions, and most important, the audience. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are six to 8,000 hardcore activists, Give us your assessment of what we saw over the weekend. Yeah,
4: I thought it was really fascinating and really interesting. There were so many people there, like you said, six to 8,000 people. Um, there were people clamoring to get in. Uh, there was a lot of interest in what Trump had to say, what Vivek Ramaswamy had to say, and, of course, all of the powerful people in this conservative movement. I was really struck by how much people wanted to come together, wanted to create community, wanted to have an impact not just in the political realm but in the culture cultural realm as well. Um, and, you know, politics has become pervasive in all culture. We see that in Hollywood. We see it, you know, everywhere on television and in, you know, um, magazines and news outlets everywhere. So it was great to see so many people take a stand. What do you think, what do you think yeah. the
0: impact? And by the way, we, we're trying to get Eduardo or Cavisa on this morning. If not, we'll have him on tomorrow. We're going to be up at Bedminster on Wednesday uh the the same weekend we have this with these activists Mm -hmm. sound of freedom goes does another 40 over 40 million dollars it's 85 million dollars number two to mission impossible and really on a roll this Mm -hmm. was still no pna money this is still all word of mouth what's the impact of of showing people it can be done with the sound of freedom
4: i think the impact on that is really huge uh you also have a lot of uh Outlets on the left saying that it's QAnon adjacent, all of this stuff—it's ridiculous. The movie was made way before QAnon even happened, and you could, you know, as as much as you could say that people um, are talking about child trafficking and they're slammed for being crazy for even talking about that. On the other side, you have people saying that you can actually change sex. So you know, there's questions about who's really the crazy person there, of course. Um, but it's great to see creators being able to come out, take a stand, and use the infrastructure to. To create messaging and to get the, the point of this film across. I think it's really galvanized a lot of people. I'm really hoping that it's galvanized more than just activists, but people who want to make art, who want to make films, who want to make TV shows, who want to write books and poems and all of these things, to go out there into culture. The room is open, right? The The writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. Um, make local art. Go do it. You know, you think, bring your you friends it, you're together. You're seeing
0: this movement for us to have mm-hmm. a patriot economy, to have an right. economy that's an alternative economy mm-hmm. uh, to what's to what's out there. You think we're also going to see this in the cultural aspect, right? I that certainly now hope f- so. figure out how to make a living. They're there. And these were the young activists that were there over the weekend. Yeah,
4: I certainly hope so. There used to be this concept of the starving artist. And I think conservative artists can certainly take to heart the idea that they don't have to go out there and make a ton of money. Right away. You can make an impact even if you're not, uh, you know, making a paycheck. So, yeah, I I certainly hope that the kids out there are encouraged not just to knock on doors and become politically active, but also to take a stand in culture, to express what they see as beautiful in American life, to, uh, you know, uh, talk about life, to talk about love, to talk about all of these things that the death cult of American cultural yep. uh, hegemony, I think, basically is uh,
0: squashing down. Well, we're going to get more into it. By the way, can you hang around because we have Caroline Rand, but Carrie Lake didn't it couldn't make her plane, didn't get here, so we can keep we can keep Libby for the second hour. Okay. This is, uh, this, is uh, Diane to to this is Diane Taraz. This is Diane Taraz. We're doing some in producing as we're going on. Diane Taraz with the battle cry of freedom. The entire month of July, we're celebrating pride in country, pride in flag, pride in old glory. We're gonna be back. Short commercial break. We're gonna be back in the warm. We got Libby Emmons from, um, she's from Post Millennial, Human Events, and actually the person responsible for Jack Vasovic. What a what a what a billet that is, man. I don't know if I, I don't know if anybody can take responsibility. Jack
4: for is me. a great collaborator. <laughs> He's a great
0: collaborator. Short break. Back in the warm in a moment. We will welcome to our number the loyal, true, and brave Here's something most Americans have not heard about. The USDA recently revealed that in America's breadbasket states, countless crops planted last season won't be harvested this season. Thanks to extreme weather conditions and worldwide fertilizer shortages, those crops didn't stand a chance. This means food shortages and higher prices at the grocery store are ahead. That's why now is the time to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. To help you prepare for what's coming, they're offering a new, lower price on their popular four week emergency food kit. These meals will give you peace of mind when food shortages hit, but hurry there's a limited time offer that expires soon. In each kit, you'll get energy-boosting breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that will keep you going when the going gets tough. Best of all, they come at an affordable cost, especially with this offer. You'll laugh at grocery store prices when you have this kit. To get this special discount, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Don't put off your preparedness. Tomorrow could be a day too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Dot com. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Do it today.
2: Your host Stephen K. Bann.
0: We're trying to get uh, we're trying to get Edward on uh, because Sound of Freedom is just absolutely extraordinary. Uh, you know, another forty five million dollars. Think this weekend total eighty five million dollars for people who don't know the structure of the entertainment industry, and you're going to learn a lot more about that because now you got a writers. And um, actor strike combined, and of course, Barry Diller and these demons out there saying, oh, it's going to take down the entertainment industry. God bless it if it does, right? The entertainment industry is absolutely corrupt and evil stem to stern. But you're seeing a lot of uh, green sprouts of conservatives uh, and patriots now get in there. The, uh, the Angel Studio guys, I mean, talk about a kamikaze flight is to take a film with no PNA. Remember, you make the picture. This picture, I think, costs 15 or 20 million dollars. You've got the prints and ads are really the marketing money. To give you an example, the, uh, the epic failure of Indiana Jones, I think the production cost was $300 million. They had another $300 million prints and ads, which is really marketing dough to buy all the commercial and spots you see, to do everything on social media, to do the road show when the actors go out and talk about it. $300 million. Angel Studios, I think, had a, you know, a couple hundred thousand to put this film out on July 4th where it beat Indiana Jones, $14 million to $11 million. And then it caught on as people thought it thought it would. I saw the film actually, a rough cut of it three years ago when the guys came to me and said, hey, how do we, you know, this film's owned, I think at the time by Fox and then by Disney, you know, how do we get it out? How do we get it free? And the, the, the really the brilliance and heroism of the Angel Studio people to put this out on 4th of July, and it's taken off now. I mean, it's crushed Indiana Jones, number two film in the country. Remember, with no marketing budget whatsoever, all the, all the uh, and even with the issues with some of the exhibitors, it's standing room only, it's sold out, there's standing ovations, people are testifying. Libby said, you know, p- people have accused of being QAnon movie, or QAnon, Jason. This film was made before the QAnon movement started, but I will say, you know, a lot of people mock and ridicule, a lot of the folks and a lot of the things on the QAnon a lot of this t- stuff these guys have been talking about comes out to be true. Now, the the to show you how scummy the traditional GOP is, they put out a four minute. I'm not making this up, and maybe if we can get the clip later in the hour when Caroline's here, she can be ripping on donors. They put out a four minute video. I think at the beginning of ACON, four minute video from the Senate GOP. It's got Cornyn, it's got all these Lindsey Graham, and they're sitting there asking questions about the about the child policy, the 350,000 unaccompanied minors that have come up about the 85,000 missing and they're very stern knitted brow. And they're sitting there pointing their fingers. And they're going to send, uh, they're going to send very tough letters. It's all performative. And and here's yeah. what they do at the end of the pitch is, Hey, send us, send us money. That's the pitch. I want to tie that ad or that four minute video to show you, Hey, we're really on your side. We're here. We're really concerned about these children. Of course, they never really said anything until the movie came out and it was a big hit. Now they're trying to draft off it, right? Compare that to the lead story in The Hill this morning, where The Hill says uh, what's rattled the GOP Senate is the rise of populist conservatism. And you see that in this, uh, in this conference over the weekend. I want to go back to Acton. What Charlie Kirk and his team thought through was this was going to be about action. Mm -hmm. So what you saw on the main stage was the finest get-together of populist nationalists led by President Trump. Fox did not show one second of that main stage. You had every serious presidential candidate. You had Tucker Carlson. You had Megyn Kelly. Mm -hmm. You had Josh Hawley, J.D. Vance, all the Ted Cruz all these heavy-hitter senators, you had Boebert, MTG, Matt gates all the firebrands in the House are making things happen. You had all this plus activists, all of it. There, Fox did not show, this is how petrified the Murdochs are of this movement. They would not show one second of this. And then you had all the breakout sessions. What I was amazed at, you had room after, first off, you had packed thousands of people in the main hall, you go by the rooms, and there would be Pasovic doing a breakout, Charlie doing a breakout, other people doing a breakout about how you win elections, how you do social media. There'd be three or four hundred people in these breakout rooms, yeah, that wall was, to wall. That was wild. So tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about the action part of this and what mm-hmm. the focus was.
4: Yeah. So I think that's something that Charlie was really focused on, bringing people together to encourage them to take action in their local areas. I actually ran into a woman that I had met in New York when there were um, anti-mask. Protest going on, an anti-vaccine mandate protest going on, and she recognized me. She said, hey, you interviewed me early on in 2020, I think it was, at a, you know, at, at one of these protests, and now she's moved down to Florida, and she's involved in local politics, and she's uh, involved in her local precinct. I'm, I ran into another man who uh, also from New York, there was a little you know, New Yorker refugee there's thing going on. There's a lot of, uh, trust yeah. me, there's
0: a Florida, <laughs> let me put the warning sign up, there's a lot of New Yorker refugees. Yeah, and big he down
4: here too, he's uh, he's also involved in his his local area, getting involved in politics. Um, I was in a breakout session with Charlie Kirk, Jack Pasobek, and Savannah Hernandez, who's of course a brilliant reporter, She's killer, spectacular, She's killer. and um, a man asked a question. He's from Texas. He's an immigrant. He's running for Congress. You know, he said. Uh, that it's hard for people to speak out and they're not sure if they can speak out. And I said, you know, if you're an American, these are your rights. They're your natural rights. No one can take them away from you. So I saw a lot of people who... Had been taking action already, um, and came to amplify that. And I saw, met a lot of people also who were interested in taking action, trying to figure out what they could do, how they could get the word out. Of course, you know, you can subscribe to the post millennial, which is postmillennial.com slash subscribe. You can check out human events. You can get involved in media that way. You can also go out and do street reporting, the way that James O'Keefe talks about the citizen yeah. journalist. That's a big deal. He was down here also. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of great work on that, and I've i really I've loved to see it. Um, and also, like you were talking about with the federal agencies, there's a lot of people who are very upset about the deep state situation. And it's um, it's important to remember when you think about all of these different federal agencies that none of these. Agencies were elected. None of the people leading these were elected. Big they time. were impo- par- uh, per- appoint, appointed, yeah. but for, they weren't for elected. For life, many
0: times, because yeah. there's a per- permanent bureaucracy. People have talked about bureaucrats. This is actually deeper than that. This mm-hmm. is the apparatchiks. That run the administrative state. And
4: you even had courts saying, I think it was the Supreme Court, I might be wrong about that, but saying that the EPA had all of these rules and the court said, you know, hey, EPA, you can't just make these rules. If Congress wants to make these rules, they have to make these rules. The
0: EPA versus West Virginia was one of the That's what it was, yeah. Gorsuch is the kind of brains of this deconstruction of the administrative state legally. So we've got the courts on our side finally, Mm -hmm. at least somewhat. Now it's time to take... The executive action, that's what Trump's going to do. And the, by the way, they're going to be going nuts on this. This is the January six guys. Uh, you know, they couldn't do it by storming the Capitol. So now they're going to do it by embedding in the government and, and taking right. on. I want to go back to a point you made. Charlie Kirk, and this is the thing about, um, about turning point. Mm-hmm. It used to just be high school kids and college kids. It's now activists of every age. I mean, that's the amazing thing about it. Charlie is a, uh, is a political entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He saw an ossified system of the two political parties that things were just not happening, and he became an entrepreneur on politics to say, hey, there's another way we can do this and bring people together. Also, Jeff Webb. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in Jeff Webb got up there yesterday talked about entrepreneurship in media, mm-hmm. right? I know he's very involved, I guess, in human events. He's and our post- publisher,
4: yeah. He's your publisher. Yeah, it just,
0: I think that yesterday what was most impressive was that everybody there's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I mean, people come to me, hundreds of podcasts. I love them all. I mean, you're seeing a thousand, cause I said, let a thousand flowers bloom, right? What uh, I think Deng Xiaoping, you say, let a thousand flowers bloom and see what happened. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's a, they're essentially a, uh, a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking clips, they're pushing them out. They got their followers. I don't care if you have 10 people or 10,000, you're starting to see it's participatory, and it all builds on itself. This is why, if you look at broadcast and I talked to some of the news organizations yesterday, broadcast or cable, the thing is so uh, slow compared to if you're online and see this. You have got to keep yes, this audience it's so the, fast, the, it's fast, so fast, and the audience has so much detail. They yeah. bird into a topic they like, so those people actually know it. You've got to be on top of it. So now. I think is a great age for the entrepreneur.
4: I think you're right, and it's not just entrepreneurs in media and culture, but across the board, you can start your own business doing anything that you love doing and really make an impact in your local community, and then sponsor a little Little League team or what have you. You know, I think it's uh, I think it's really important for people to stand up and speak out, just in their own lives, to not be cowed and pushed around by woke school boards or whatever else is going on in your local area. And yeah, there were a lot of people who wanted to start their own businesses. Charlie was talking about this as well when he did um, his podcast with Jack on Thursday Night Thought Crimes. And um, this is what what people want to do. They don't want to be told what they do to do. They don't want to be cogs in any machine. They want to be able to... uh, Write their own
0: destiny, Amen. and
4: that is, of course, something that America is founded on. That's such a beautiful and thing using, about and us. And using
0: your agency to do mm-hmm. that, you've got agency. If, if you want to bring f- your friends, if you want to fulfill your destiny, take action, action, right. action. We were going to have Libby uh, stay with us for the second hour and co-host, but I was informed in break. Libby said, "Hey, look, I don't know if that works. I got a flight. I got to catch. I'm at Tim Pool tonight." This yeah. is the great I think so. You never great, know. You might the, get great, the great Tim Poole. <laughs> the great Tim so. <laughs> the great Tim Poole. I'm getting big footed by Tim Poole. Tim Poole this Friday, uh really a cage match. You've got Matt Brainerd and you have the great Scott Pressler on the ballot harvesting side mm-hmm. versus Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's teeing up the plan he's gonna lay out in at Springfield in August. Uh, but they're gonna talk about the machines and all that. So Tim Poole's doing a great a Great service, he's going to have the cage match and uh, pools fantastic. That's another entrepreneur, yeah, he's, he's a perfect, great, and he example. encourages
4: independent thinking, critical thinking. That's
0: well, he started whole from thing. the yeah. Occupy. This is, I say, there's a new thing happening in politics. You can see this from the RFK Jr., mm-hmm. he's resonating. This put out a report yesterday that most of his money are coming from Republicans people that have formerly been Republicans or independents that lean Republican most of his small dollar are are coming from. Tim pulls the same thing. He was an Occupy Wall Street guy, but there's something out there in the ether. I say that if these two groups can get together, you get two thirds of the country.
4: Yeah, and people wanna be heard. They're tired of being pushed around. They're tired of being told what to think, how to act, what jobs to do. Um, how to interact with people, how to raise their families. They don't want that anymore. Did
0: it shock you that Fox didn't cover a second of this? I was
4: kind of surprised because I've seen them at previous Turning Point events. And in this case, I was wondering if, you know, maybe the lawsuit that they just faced was keeping them away. I was glad to see Tucker Carlson there. I think that what he's doing is really interesting. It's sort of a win for the parallel economy to have him out here on uh, on the other side, on Twitter, on um, Twitter. And not being being held to account by such a major media empire. So I think but there's they, a they, lot they, of really article, fascinating. The article things in came store. out in
0: Politico that, that uh, Fox was not they they had had it with mm-hmm. turning point. Yeah. And they weren't gonna cover it. and here's the reason. It's narrative control. Tucker talks about this all the time. Mm-hmm. The he Mur- gave
4: a great speech on that.
0: hundred percent. Murdochs are neoliberal neocons. They are not populists, certainly not America First Nationals, right? Being foreigners. Did I say they were foreigners? Have I mentioned that yet? Um, they are neoliberal neocons. That's what a Fox globalist Republican is. They want total narrative control. And that's why they'd even get rid of a guy like Tucker Carlson. Tucker carlsons the, I mean, his show dwarfed everything else on there. Pull him out because he's not going to be on the plantation. He's not going to be able to, you can't control him. You can't control Charlie Kirk. You certainly can't control uh, the audience you had yesterday. You had six to 8,000 people which is twice as many as we need to actually take over the government in, in 25. Mm-hmm. These were all activists, right? I mean, all really impassioned activists. Of that, of the six to 8,000, 2,000 were precinct committeemen. I mean, the precinct with Steve Stern and uh, Dan Schultz have been just absolutely incredible. How do people get to you? I know you got to bounce.
4: You can find me at Libby Emmons on Twitter and, of course, at The Post and com every day.
0: You guys are doing amazing. And you're on Tim Pool tonight? Yeah. Don't want you to miss that plane. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Bigfooted by Tim Poole again. <laughs> I love Tim. Uh, Libby, you're doing an amazing job. So and much. the most amazing job you're doing is the uh, is the uh, care and feeding of Jack Posobiec, right? <laughs> Professionally. Poso, I finally met your boss. Long time. <laughs> met Tanya. And I got the boss on the on the personal side. Now I met your now I met your professional boss. Libby, great work. Thanks so uh, much. Don't ever stop because you're a fighter and a killer. Okay. Thanks. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room in just a moment.
4: Cry of we will welcome to our number The loyal, true, and brave Shouting about.
0: Right now, many Americans are feel, feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to drive fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223. So you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon. When you go to iTargetPro.com or right now, don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro, that's the letter i iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, and the offer code is Bannon.
4: I offer you a choice, a choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now.
3: This is fantastic. You know, people have asked me, why are you running for the U.S. Senate? And I said, because Massachusetts doesn't need a third senator. Utah deserves a conservative. We are a conservative state. I'm, I am tired of apologizing for Mitt Romney. You know, in 2018, Joe Biden encouraged Romney to run for Senate. I can guarantee you this, Biden doesn't want me anywhere near the Senate. We are going to hold him accountable. We are done, as Charlie said. The establishment, the Republican establishment, has failed. And it is now, this is the turning point, pun intended. This is the turning point. It is now a grassroots organization. You've heard from Congresswoman Luna what this organization can do when you get behind true conservative candidates. We can make a difference. We will do that. We will hold them accountable. Thank you so much for all your support.
0: Okay, uh, you had uh, Anna Polina Luna, you had Boebert, you had MTG, you had Matt Gates, um, you had Byron Donalds, you had these hitters in the House that are making things happen. You had J.D. Vance, uh, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, these, um, the, these populist nationalists that were there, plus all the serious presidential candidates, hour and a half speech by President Trump, full of gravitas and really just, and really just a serious about uh, policies, uh, et cetera. Uh, that was quite deep because not a second covered by Fox, but one of the speeches that blew people away was a mayor of a uh, of a small town in uh, or a small city in Utah, Trent Skaggs. Uh Trent joins us now, and, and and Trent, kind of, you represent the Hill newspaper lead story I talked about it early in the show. It's got a a blazing headline: populist conservatism shocks. Uh, the old guard in the uh, in the GOP Senate and really makes them they're they're very very concerned about it. Why we thought Mitt Romney was like a legend in um, in uh, Utah. We know Utah's MAGA. Romney I think voted twice to remove Trump from office in the impeachments. What, what 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 is going on and and why would a mayor and you've been a mayor there for a while I think a decade. Why would a very successful mayor Why are you going to take on who is considered in his own mind, one of the
1: lions of the uniparty Senate, sir. Well, thanks for having me on. This is, uh, this was incredible. I mean, that event, there was so much energy and you saw that and you, you called out that article there. Uh, and it's exactly, that is exactly what I'm seeing here in our state, People are just tired of the establishment. They're tired of voting for people that cloak themselves in conservatism only to get to Washington, D.C. and do something antithetical, just completely against what they said they would do. And so uh, this is why the populist movement is so, so strong. I feel it this year more than ever. It's a big reason why I entered the race. I am just I'm, I'm so disillusioned with with Mitt Romney. He came in five years ago. First of all, he moves to the state. He wasn't even really here. I'm, I'm a lifelong Utah. Uh, I've raised my family here. I've, I've started businesses. I took, helped take a company public last year, listed on NASDAQ. Utah is home. I love this place. I love our, our residents here. Like you said, I've been serving in elected office here for 10 years as a mayor. Um, I'm just so, so passionate about this country. And I You know, I've got my children here right behind me um, in this picture. I I just they're a big reason why I want them to be able to have the same opportunities that I did. And I see that slipping away. I see these these progressives just driving this country off of a cliff. And I wrote that in an op ed uh, that enough is enough. Why I'm going to replace Romney. I spelled out the case and the rationale, the reasons why I'm running. Um, I, I mean, Romney has either been asleep at the wheel or helping the bad guys steer. I mean, when you come from a state like Utah, and you promised five years ago that you would elect conservative justices to the court, that was one of his 30-second spots, and then he's one of three Republican defectors to vote for Ketanji Brown Jackson, who can't even define what a woman is. I mean, you are just so out of step with Utahns here with that move. You claim you're going to end illegal immigration been- five
0: you've been mayor it's riverton utah tell me about the folks in riverton and what are what's their take on you know you're you're a beloved mayor out there what's their take on this
1: senator yeah i think you know the people of riverton to characterize them they're they're staunchly conservative i mean i think they're pretty typical in terms of the rest of the state uh salt lake city itself is a little more liberal we're about 20 is a lot more liberal we're actually 20 miles south of salt lake city um but outside of that salt lake city main area where there's a lot of liberalism now fortunately creeping in the state utah is very very conservative um, and as a big reason why i got into is because i've heard from so many that say that mitt romney doesn't represent them he does not uh, he doesn't he didn't do what he promised 5 years ago he hasn't been doing that he's been voting with biden 60% plus of the time biden again encouraged him to run uh, this this is not what Utah's want, and they want somebody who could step up. And after a lot of contemplation uh, with my wife and family, uh, we thought that this was this is an area that we felt stirred, if you will, or uh, c- compelled, called to do something that we can make a difference. Utah deserves what I kept hearing over and over again is Utah deserves another senator like a Mike Lee, somebody who is just you know, very conservative. Um, stands up for the Constitution, and will fight. We'll fight every day for Utah's. and that's what they'll get. They know that's what they'll get with me. Uh, they can look at my 10-year track record and see that I fought the establishment every step of the way. Um, they, they, that's just something that I've always done. I've, uh, I, I like to say that mayors are on the front line of pushing back on governmental overreach. We see it everywhere, from the federal government, state, county. They're always trying to impose their will on us.
0: Hey, Trent, just hang on. We want to hold you through the break. Break's only about 90 seconds, two minutes. Just hang on. Trent Skaggs from Riverton, Utah. He lit up atcon 23 with a surprise appearance to throw down hard on Mitt Romney. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the boardroom. Caroline Wren is going to join us in the house next. once again
4: Shouting out cry of
0: to our number the loyal true and brave covidtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000 covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand and covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000 if you run a business, church or nonprofit